Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Southern Gent. I'm Eddie D., and this week's episode features Aliad Mary Drobo. So we had a few technical difficulties, but we got it together, and it's an awesome episode. We get into a lot of topics about what she's doing now with her different business ventures, as well as some topics like patriarchy, heteronormativity, polygamy, and some other things. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Please excuse the technical difficulties. We will get it together for the next episode. All right, y'all. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hello, everybody. This is your boy, Eddie, with another episode of The Southern Gent. And I have an awesome guest for you today. I know you're going to love this show. We're going to kiki. We're going to talk about some awesome events. But my guest today is none other than the... Ali asked marriage. Jomo. Woo! That's my hey, studio. Hey, everyone. <laughs> so, Ali, thank you for joining me today. I am super excited about having you. And we're going to get into some topics. But first, I want you to introduce yourself to the world. Hey, everyone. I'm Ali at Murray I am executive chief of Olsen Strategic Park. It's a small boutique consulting firm that I work with nonprofit organizations as well as businesses. And I also started up another organization company called OMD, where I do public speak conversations and some be here. Yes, yeah, so you wear a lot, a lot, a lot of hats, okay? So I'm always seeing and hearing new things about you. So uh, talk to me about some of the other trainings and facilitation things that you do. Yeah, and I'll say that I have spent, spent over close to 20 years in the nonprofit sector. So... um lots of roles uh, during that period of time. And I've organizations, especially around social justice issues. So I've done a quite a bit of training around uh, anti-violence strategies. Uh, that's some of my work with domestic violence uh, survivors. Quite a bit of nonprofits around that. I do some strategic planning. Also work with folks around fundraising strategies in terms also just growth strategies as, as well. It really just depends on, uh, you know, where the organization is in its life cycle. You know, I, I one of the good things is uh, given that 20 years of history working with nonprofit organizations, I've, I've got the war stories. I got the scars. I've pretty much been through it all. So oftentimes, you know, folks will reach out to me, just share some of my knowledge with them and help them think through strategies and things that they're going through. Yes, you are consulting goals. So I will say <laughs> that that is awesome and an inspiration of mine. So now that you have your own um, firm, how does it feel to actually work for yourself? Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you, it's exciting Very at the same time. I bet. But I, you know, I love the fact that I get to work with organizations and businesses that I love. Uh, I, I love the work that they're doing. And so this has really been a goal of mine to be able to work for myself. Now, I have to say, it was not planned. Mm. <laughs> I thought I would still be working in the nonprofit sector. However, um, I think it was the stress, some things started happening with my health. And I just realized that I could not go at the pace that I was going in and I had to make a decision. And so doing consulting work kind of kind of just happened because, again, I thought I was going to be continuing to work. Um, I was working for an organization called the Family Safety Center as the executive director. Loved the work, thought I would still be there. And my health said, hold up, wait a minute. And so I had to make a decision. So I end up, ended up taking a sabbatical. And... Didn't quite know how to rest, quite honestly. <laughs> Didn't really know how to rest. Opportunities to come my way to work with some organizations. And I was like, you know what? Since I'm taking a break anyway, probably for the first 
my life. I did not have a five-year plan. And I just decided to go with it. It's like, okay, these opportunities are coming my way. Maybe that means something. And I'm just going to go with it. And so that's what happened. Yes. So it was coming out of that, like you said, scary time of not knowing because someone like me and many others definitely having a plan. Now, you're way more ahead of me doing five-year plans. <laughs> <laughs> but how how was that shifting to not having a plan? Were you afraid to do it? Were you just like, I got to do it? Because oh, happiness is important. Yes. I Let me tell you, I was afraid. I'm, I'm going to tell you. And I just had to walk through the fear, walk through it. No other choice. And I, I, I am a person who's dealt with anxiety all of my life. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that I did not have a plan, it was terrifying. However, at the same time, I realized this was a blessing mm. for me. I had the opportunity. I, you know, I'm married. My, my husband runs a business. He was mm-hmm. like, take your time, figure out what you want to do. You wor- you've worked really hard. There's no rush. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, everyone doesn't get the opportunity to do that, right? And then mm-hmm. also Family Safety Center, the organization I run for almost nine years, also needed my help at the time. I, you know, I was helping them with the transition. So, again, I was serving as a consultant for them as well. So it was like, you know what? I think this is the universe telling me something right that maybe this is the right time yes i don't have that plan i don't have the the strategic business plan laid out but i do have opportunities coming my way and so perhaps i need to just open the door and walk through so that's what i did now not to say that there are not times that i'm like oh my goodness what am i doing am i crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) those times do happen right Mm -hmm. and i just have to sit with it and say to myself you know, you've gone through this before. Things always work out. You know, when you, when I think something is like, oh, things are a little slow. Guess what? Someone an email or called me on the phone saying, hey, I need you to facilitate a session or I need you to do some training or whatever the case. So it seems to always work out. Yes. So um, I also saw another thing that you mentioned was um, Black Talk Uncensored. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about that. So I would tell you, one of the things I love to do is just have conversations about various, sometimes they're random topics, but I've always been really passionate about issues impacting also Black women and films. And so Mm -hmm. I would oftentimes get in conversations with colleagues and we just go deep on some topics. And I happen to be at my hairstylist who's a natural hairstylist here in town we would have these like deep conversations every time we would get together and so we were talking and she's like you know what i would love for you to come on my instagram live or when you know i she she has conversations that she, she does all the time and she's like i would love for you to come on there and talk and so we just started to talk about the idea and it was like you know what why don't think about doing this right and so that's mm-hmm. what happened we came up with black talk uncensored well we'll have facilitated conversations about topics that Im- impact black folks mm-hmm. and so we have a, a conversation coming up that we're planning at the end of march which i'll be putting in more information out there about that where we're going to be about non-monogamy Ooh. and how that's impacting the black community because we've been hearing more and more about um, just a, a you know a way to to live right and that monogamy is not the only way now however myself and Terry and my partner we're both married right mm-hmm. however we realize conversation because again the more and more we have conversations with the most the more we're hearing about non-monogamy polyamory and other ways of just having relationships romantic relationships so we were both fascinated by the conversation Ooh, i cannot wait for that one because <laughs> we hear a lot about monogamy and it's coming up on valentine's day so <laughs> yes <laughs> this is something that will give the people some type of tea because 
we hear a lot about men having multiple wives, but we hardly ever hear about is it polyandry where women have multiple husbands? I can't don't quote, don't cancel me if I got the term wrong, y'all. No, <laughs> there are, look, I'm I'm learning a lot too. There are lots of terms and yes, including uh men having multiple wives as well as women having multiple husbands. What we what what we were talking, Terry and I were talking about is the fact that although folks are saying that, you know, monogamy is and marriage in particular is one of those things that can't come, comes out of patriarchy, right? And although mm-hmm. folks who practice non-monogamy are typically, you know, more open-minded and, and more progressive, however, what we, we found out or what I'm sensitive is, although folks are more open-minded, folks don't seem to be as comfortable with women having relationships. And that's mm-hmm. really what we want to explore, that there seems to be some still some sexism there mm-hmm. you know even though people are saying we're rejecting patriarchy we're rejecting marriage as this nation having when you start really deep uh, digging deep you know some folks are still holding on to what i would call some sexist ideas mm-hmm. <laughs> and and see the benefit of them having multiple partners right when you ask about women, right. it's like, no. And it's like, let's really explore that, right? Let's Because if we're really uh, talking about, you know, again, dealing with monogamy and marriage as these institutions that are antiquated, right? Why don't we just get rid of patriarchy altogether? That's my that's my thing. Let's really dig deep into this and really talk about this. Yeah, so people be on the lookout for Black Talk Uncensored because I know I am. I cannot wait. <laughs> it should be really good. So, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be so interesting. I cannot wait because that's one thing that I absolutely like loathe about people in America because it's so sexist and rooted in so much patriarchy to where women are so just dis people are disillusioned when it comes to freedom the freedom that women can have and so I hate when I hear about folks saying women shouldn't do this or they shouldn't do that and I was like well you have to say that about a man so get out of here Or two, it's just the traditional gender roles, right? And that sometimes mm-hmm. we don't really even understand where the origin comes from, right? And so it's like, oh, uh, it's mm-hmm. just things like, oh, a woman should never propose for a man, right? And then where I also mm-hmm. see the challenge with some of those conversations is, it's really a lot of times these conversations are also tied, you know, just heteronormative ideas, right? And so, again, mm-hmm. we, we get into these boxes even when we're having these type of conversations about non-monogamy, right? And it's like, the reality mm-hmm. is, <laughs> the reality is, people lives and they are loving who they are. And right. if that particular for that, those for that relationship, that's cool. But it may not work for others. Right. <laughs> right. And let people do what works for them. Right. I think that's one thing of when people say, like, mind your business and drink water. Like, I think that is the key to a healthy yes. life. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so people are going to do what they want to do. This is gonna be fun to watch. You know, I love it. and then you said it's gonna be on the live, right? We're gonna do some live conversations. We're gonna start out really with a couple folks just part of the conversation, open it up, and hopefully over time, you know, we'll have more of a panel discussion because we want different perspectives, right? We want that guy who's like, wait a minute, they they truly believe in those traditional traditional gender roles. And we want to hear that perspective mm. as well. And others were just saying, I'm trying to blow up patriarchy. I'm trying to dismantle patriarchy. We want to hear from those folks too. 
That's juicy. That's going to be good. Yes, let's hype the people up so they can get ready for Black Talk Uncensored. <laughs> so after working for yourself, now it's, what I've come to see is there's a lot of times where you have to really almost tame your conversation. So now that you work for yourself, do you feel like it's more freedom to talk about life's issues more? Or what about that part? And now I'm I'm much more open about my my opinions. Things probably the folks want me to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not because I absolutely <laughs> love hearing from you. I could just sit there and listen all day. There's always some nuggets and some gems that people can get. <laughs> So what have been some of your favorite issues to talk about? Like now that you have more freedom and you feel more free to talk? Yeah, that is a good question. I, you know, it's always about issues impact. And I particularly am passionate about women and fans. Open. You know, when people are saying misogynistic things or sexist things, um, in there, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm mad about my, my comments, but we get into real deep and challenge them about ideas. Anytime, anytime I hear someone, you know, saying phobic or transphobic, I, I, I challenge myself as well as challenge. You know, where did that idea originate from? You know, it's nature. It's biologically how we're designed. And I challenged them on that, you know, my background. <laughs> so all the uh-huh. time I had to, you know, just emphasize what we think is by nature is actually socialization. And so mm. my my thing is again letting people let people live. I want to be free. I want to be liberated. I want others to be able to live the life that they want to live. And so I'm much more vocal about that and challenging people when they're trying to put limitations on other people's lives. Or saying we have to play by this particular rule or we have to be in this box, have this label. Because again, you know, a lot of that has been constructed by people. And we and I feel like if we built it, we can also tear it down. And we can. So by doing that, I think that opens a light to a lot of folks to think. Have you come in contact with a lot of people who are just like, no, if that I don't want to talk about that stuff? <laughs> I you know what? I do. And one of my <laughs> and you know, it's a criticism, I think, as well as a strength. Uh, I'm just one of those. I'm a, I'm a very analytical person, and so, uh, that hurts some people. And other times, people like, "Yeah, I see what you're saying," you know. And again, I'm just using logic. I'm just, I, I, and I oftentimes will just use questions, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of deep, uh, digging deeper, just being inquisitive in terms of how someone came to a particular thought or idea. And that way, it really does open up the conversation. And sometimes folks will say, well, I hadn't thought about it that way. Or mm, you've given me something to think about. And yes, there are other times where people get heated and upset. You know? Mm-hmm. I've run into that as well. Particularly, I've run into <laughs> that with men. So I'm, oh, I I'm, I'm used to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I love somebody who can stand on their own toes and go back to back if it needs to, because that's show me. I'm always trying to fight because I have a lot of, even in my own personal friend circle, I have some transphobic people and they don't realize that what they say is pretty transphobic. So they're always like, dang, here you come with this political mess. And I'm like, yes, I don't care. You have to be able to respect because you can't say that I'm your friend and then shun me in a whole nother sense. Like, that just doesn't work for me. <laughs> you know what? That is so true, right? And I've gotten it as well in terms of folks like, oh, here you come being political. 
or oh you can't seem to step away from your day job right <laughs> we get right. that all the time too right oh you're so you're so pro woman that you know i would get that all the time too. you so pro film you're so pro woman Ooh, you know i get <laughs> i've gotten that as well from some of my guy friends sometimes because again it's not even me and i i've i've heard things Internal, you know, internalized misogyny, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff. So, just don't really again. Like, where where did you get that idea? Where did that come from? And you know, again, it's just a spark of conversation that folks take for granted what they may have, what they thought they knew. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for me, right? Just it's. I feel like I'm just. Personally, I'm on a, a journey just to continue to grow and learn. And sometimes ideas that I've held on to very realize, hmm, it was problematic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it is hard for, I would tell you, I'm human. That is hard when you play oh, so firmly to an idea or a thought and realize, ooh, that's problematic. Ooh, something might be wrong with that. Okay, I'm gonna have to put some more thought into this, right? And that's yes. I always find myself thinking, like, well, is this rooted in my old beliefs in some white supremacy culture, even work culture things? And I'm always trying to stay a student. I want to be a student of the world. This lady told me years and years ago was that you should never feel like you just know it all and you're expert in everything. Because yes. we're all growing, we're all learning, and that's one thing I've appreciated about all of my guests is that evolution is not something where it's like at thirty you have to have it all figured out. Like that's just not the role, not. not the I'm sorry, not the dream for everyone. Reality for everyone, I mean. So we have to be able to be open to the things because it was Diana Ross, I think they said. You know, when stuff happens, we can always think all the positive thoughts. Yes, but when stuff happens, we just have to realize it's a part of life. And life is going to come is. with challenges, ups and downs. It's just, for me, it's sometimes it's sitting with the discomfort. And, mm-hmm. I, and I do, I, I will challenge myself. And I try really hard. You know, I love listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love, and and then just to expand, just to expand my knowledge and and to you know again to to listen to a podcast where that person is non-binary and they're talking about their experiences and and it just my heart and and my mind and again sometimes I'm sitting there with discomfort because again I held on to an idea and it's like oh wow I never knew that was rooted in you know patriarchy or I never Mm -hmm. uh, realized that was rooted in right Mm -hmm. so yeah but that's that's what you know that's the only way I feel like you really grow right you got to have some discomfort there Totally. And being able to check in with that discomfort because I love being self-aware and sometimes it hurts looking in that mirror. (laughs) Doesn't it? Oh, and I'm going to tell you talking about looking in the mirror. It's so interesting that you said that because that's the one thing I had time to do when I was making this transition from having been that executive director to working for myself is having time to reflect Mm-hmm. And I realized I made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did some some of the things I did was definitely mm-hmm. right, and so just sitting with that and realizing that, and I do feel like that was just really a gift to me because oftentimes we're all so busy, right? We're in the thick of things and don't oftentimes have time to stand back, sit back, and reflect about things, and I. And I was provided that gift to be able to have that time to do that. Yes. So one thing that you also said you had to unlearn was not being able to rest. So, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> was that a tough battle as well? I mean, you know, yes, it was. Folks have called me over an overachiever at times. 
And like others, I felt like, ooh, busy. I always got to be. I'm one of those things that love a list of things to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like have yes. multiple list of things I got to get done. And so what I realized is having come from a like fast paced environment to being at home. Mm-hmm. I was about to go <laughs> stir crazy at first. It was quiet. Yeah. I didn't real I thought I was gonna love it. And I got home and I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm at the house. Everybody who's pre-COVID now. Everybody nursing. I'm at yeah. home with the dog. It's like I need time to rest to rest. Mm-hmm. But I was having such a hard time doing it because it's like I know I had wired myself to be go, 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 right? And I didn't know how to chill and relax and just sometimes just do nothing. When I started my my with stuff to be I I mm-hmm. ended up taking on some projects, dubbed up to the world. I <laughs> my schedule and, and I was working with the coach at the time and she said, Oh yeah. You and I was like, Well what do you mean? And she's like, you pretty much just recreate recreated <laughs> and Wow. That that's exactly I recreated like I was stressing out. Mm-hmm. And I felt stretched, and I put all the stress right. But I was so used to living that way. Mm-hmm. Didn't know an alternative for being that way. You know, that to get me to think about stepping away, and she made and actually to commit to, or like. It, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What was that last leave thing? <laughs> what did she commit you to do? She ate leave at 80%. And she's leaving a long step. I have to step in to do that. And I was like, I don't know. I think this commitment and this and that. She's like, oh, yeah. As a gift. Everyone doesn't get this yeah. to relax. And your husband is saying, he got you. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you do not she's like do not waste as a gift. And it took a lot for me to really do it. Now once I did it, I was like, Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it took a minute. It took a minute. It really did. I believe it. I'm working on that now. So my therapist always asks me, well, what are you doing now when you're just alone? And I promise <laughs> on my times to rest, I'm either doing a TikTok, doing a podcast, uh-huh. or doing something when I'm not working rec- my regular job. And so she's like, you got to get comfortable with just being alone, being quiet and not doing anything. What do you do? to rest and I was like I just go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> you know isn't it that is so you're, you're saying that because that's so true and I think it's like the American way right it's like grind 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 hustle 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 you know right. productivity productivity and know how to rest and so I started following a young woman can't remember her name but she has this recall uh, now ministry mm-hmm. and she really talks a lot about rest mm. the rest really as we do we deserve mm-hmm. and taking care as so I remember mm-hmm. uh, was, is um uh, about Audrey Lord. that's how 
mm-hmm. talks about risk and like your life liberation taking care of yourself care of anyone else or be passionate work hard on those not that you want if again you and so I really had to look I'm still a I'm not gonna... <laughs> we all are. But at least, you know, I have really been most of it. Uh-huh. I have really been mindful of it in practicing <laughs> meditation and some other things. So I try. I love meditating and mindfulness. So those are two of the things that I'm trying to get back into. Is that so. Right? People always joke about it, but I'm always like, no, I absolutely love my mindfulness sessions where I just get to meditate. I may throw in some affirmations in there and people are like, you seem yeah. so much lighter. And I'm like, yes, because I just <laughs> I meditated today. <laughs> you are so right. You know, I started following this app called Healthy Minds. And, I'm, let me, and I will tell you, it was like gold when I found out that I could still do some things like some light posts and still meditate, right? It was like, if I can yeah. focus my mind, it's still a, a, it's a still a way of meditating. Okay, I got it now. I got it. <laughs> yes, because I my favorite thing to do is to eat mindfully. So people, oh. that was one of the biggest lessons that we learned because a lot of times I may skip lunch, may forget about lunch or whatever, but now when I schedule it and think about it, I'll sit and just say, you know what? I'm going to eat my food. I'm not going to check my email. I'm not going to check my phone. I'm not going to be worried about what's on TV. And sometimes I'll just sit there and just be like, what are these flavors? What does this taste wow. like? What is? I will literally break it down because I have to, because my mind literally runs like a Twitter timeline. <laughs> <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Yes, because you know Twitter is full of everything. So well, you I know have to be able to that, say no. You know that 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 is you know that's really important. because I can tell you about my last two years and when I was executive director, I was work, working with another executive coach, and he said to me, Alia, I want you to schedule your time. Schedule your time to eat. Schedule. I mean, I need you to put it on your calendar." That you're gonna eat lunch because at three o'clock I'm feeling lightheaded, my thoughts are not connecting, and I would really have to eat lunch. Right. You know, mm. and and even when I would eat lunch, like you were mentioned, I would sit there at my desk. I'm checking emails. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm reading something. I'm, and he's like, "Nope, I don't care if it's ten minutes, fifteen minutes. You need to take a break." step back and eat lunch. In fact, every few hours, if, if you're at the office, just go outside and walk around the building. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Atlanta, I would always take my little breaks and just get outside because, and even now that, well, now I can't, it's too cold, but I would definitely go outside just to walk to the bakery or walk around to the side of the building, make a circle around the building. And I felt so much more um, productive because I did take that break. And it was needed. That's so true. And, you know, and it still will take me a minute to realize that, right? Like, I feel refreshed, right? I'm taking a minute, if nothing else. And And now that I work from home, right? Sometimes I have to say, just go stand out on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> get some fresh air. Yeah. Get outside the walls. Go and step outside on the porch. Get Breathe some fresh air. And then come back in in a few minutes. Absolutely. But I feel so much better just taking that, that quick little break. Yes. And what I'll do is I'll even try to sit where, if the sun is out, I'll try to sit where the sun is like glowing on me because... Where did we talk about this? Well, how the sun energizes us and recharges us. Oh, I honestly yes. believe that because, oh, we were talking about seasonal depression. And that's where I believe that, um, for me, I will say, 
that lack of the sunshine, it adds to my seasonal depression in the winter months. So that's where I have to be able to say, like, you know what? Take what sun you can get. And if it's the day like today, I'll just stand outside, get in a window, and just take it in. Because it's really important. Our physical environments are important to our mental state, our safety, our physical safety, as well as just being a productive citizen in the world. Because if we don't have that ambiance, I'm a wholehearted believer in physical environments, whether it's the feng shui, the ambiance, or shoot, as my grandma call it, where you just have whatever your head at. But it has to be a place that you feel comfortable. So that's why I say, decorate your office, decorate your space at home, where you're working from. Do something that makes you feel more comfortable, more safe. I agree. You know, I totally agree. One of the things with the transition, I didn't mention this, when I decided that, you know, I was going to step down and I wasn't really sure what I was going to be doing and I didn't know what where my income was going to come from, mm-hmm. we, we decided to downsize and it was my idea because I didn't want to have the burden, and I, you know, of having this larger mortgage. So we decided to downsize. And so we did move to a smaller home. And I, you know, and I said, you know, I was saying to myself, well, that's less space that I have to clean, less mm-hmm. rooms. I got mm-hmm. to clean. And I have fallen in love with our house. One of my favorite spots in the house is in our, in our living room, we have these windows. And I put my desk right at this window. And like you were saying, the sun is shining and I'm sitting there and I can look out and it's a beautiful day. Oh my gosh, it just, it, it feeds my my soul. It's just like, I can tell I'm just, I'm just, it, it's just like, I'm in a good mood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's beautiful. It's blue outside. And and so I just decided, you know, if we're going to downsize, right, which we did, it was like, I was going to surround myself with my favorite things, mm-hmm. right? That's what I was going to do. Get outside of just buying stuff and just, and just, focus on things that I love, surrounding myself with books, art, and and, and so that's what we've, what we've been able to do, and, and it has really worked for me. I love it, man. I love me some books and art, even though I don't read as much. <laughs> I just love having the availability. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still old school. I love, I love a book. <laughs> me too. I have to have the book and the audio. Because yes, I was right? in the page. You carrying around that book, you know you can. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it go back into mind your own business, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so I know you also have some events coming up. Let's talk about some of the events and how people can find out about them. <laughs> So I, one of the things that's uh, been great about working for myself is that I've had a lot more time to collaborate with other folks, collaborate with other consultants. Um, so I help with a series, do a, I co-facilitate uh, community conversations, and, and, and we call it conversation and community. And it's just talking about, again, mostly, you know, again, mostly focusing on issues impacting uh, Black folks. And we've just started a series of conversations. So we have one coming, panel discussion coming up February the 23rd. It's it's focused on men and mental health. So it'll be a panel discussion. And thankfully, you've agreed to serve on that panel. Yeah. And so we're really excited. It's February 23rd. And Facebook Live, if folks want to learn more about it, uh, please check out my website at o2sbs.com, o2sbs.com. Folks that also follow me on LinkedIn, it's O2 Strategic Partners, and we'll have additional, I'll have additional information about that panel discussion coming up. Discussion about a couple months ago about mental health. And what we found was a number of men that came up to us afterwards and really wanted to dig deeper. And we realized so many men um, suffer from isolation. And, you know, and oftentimes 
men's uh, guys, the flexibility, I, I guess I would say, that women and films have in terms of just being open, being able to be open about all their emotions, right? Mm-hmm. They're dealing with, like, women. And so, again, we, we found in terms of and so this panel discussion is really to really to talk about again men sharing and others sharing about what they've dealt with in terms of the health sources that are out there and really just to say it's okay if you need therapy if you need support or you know there are also other alternative methods beyond just talk therapy right sometimes just listening to music and having other coping mm-hmm. positive coping mechanisms is is you know if that's where you are at the moment and that's what you feel comfortable with use those but we really do want to have a conversation about men and mental health because again a number of men are suffering and it's really um gosh it's you know it's really painful to hear the rate of suicide the number of men who who mm-hmm. die by suicide and so again we want to just open up this conversation and let men know that there's support out there that there are people who care about them and want to give them the support that they need absolutely i think that's an important conversation and that's why i agreed to it because I saw a meme recently that talked about how when um, men in society or in pop culture have moments of mental health needs or they may be crying, they're always turned into a meme. And it's less um, friendly to to express emotions. So I think that's where I think the conversation is slowly starting because I've just seen a few of my male friends talk about um, going to therapy or thinking about therapy oh, wow. or talking to their friends. And I've just been so overjoyed in that because we all have seen the the race of suicide go up. And even with Regina King's son, where yes, it was just yes. wrenching and that weighed heavily on me for and still is weighing heavily on me. So and it's just really important that we have the conversations because especially around black men, we don't yes. get to see that support. We don't get to see that because when I talk to my therapist and I end up asking her many questions, she talks how her rate how her rates of black men are low. Like it's in the mm-hmm. teen percentage wise of her client base. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, what is the thing? So by having these conversations. We're breaking the barrier. And I will say this too, you know, that's one again, going back to the thing about gender roles and patriarchy. I think that's a byproduct that we have these rigid ideas about what masculinity looks like, right? And so Mm. it is like the only thing that men can, only emotion men can show is anger, right? Anything Mm -hmm. other than that is not acceptable, right? right? And I really do think that's a byproduct of these rigid ideas of what masculinity looks like. And, and patriarchy put men in this box and they're not allowed to show other emotions. They're not allowed to uh, support systems. Mm-hmm. Human, they, you're, we're human. That's just a part of to have relationships and have systems. Absolutely. So what else is coming up? I know March is a big awareness month, right? Oh, so yeah. And so uh, again, it's you know, I, I, I gotta, you know, I'm working on something for O2 Strategic Partners. Don't have all the um don't have all the uh um all the details worked out yet. But also one of the things I mentioned you uh, forgot to mention you had mentioned that I have a lot I also have a collaboration called Firefly Away. I worked with a, a friend, a very close friend of mine. We started uh, this organization really focused on training and facilitating mm. conversations, uh, working with organizations to create healthy work environments, mm. right? healthy work environments. And so much of what um, having a positive work environment is about trust mm-hmm. and collaboration and communication. And so we facilitate conversations around that. 
And so we we just started a, a we got a website. And so we're working on doing an event. Don't know if it's going to happen in March, but we'll definitely do it by the end of April. So again, folks can check out my website at or on LinkedIn to get more information about that because we'll be doing an event around that as well. Because again, we you know again, it's really focused on how we show up to work. Having again been positive folks, being positive environment, we just like the evidence is always there. The data is also there. When you have healthy environments, people are way more productive. Definitely, the are so much better when people work in a healthy environment. I think I've heard you talk a lot about just tox- toxicity mm, in the yes. workplace. And Absolutely. Then, yeah, all of that. We're all used to that, right? And we're and we're. This is really about creating a a new way of doing work. Mm, that is going to be another interesting event. So that's Firefly Way, right? Yes, Firefly Way. I absolutely love that because I have a lot of friends also who may need that training and facilitation in their <laughs> workplace because <laughs> I'm so you know, tired of thinking like... about people cussing their bosses out, bosses oh! cussing out, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm, you know, you had mentioned earlier, about, you know, again, things been based on white supremacy, and mm-hmm. I realized, and that was part of my reflection. I realized sometimes. We get so caught up in systems and recreate systems and don't even realize it. And now that I reflect back on just some of my leadership, I realize I could have done some things some, uh, 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 in another way. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, but it took time for, for me to be able to step away from it to be able to have that time for reflection. And I realized, you know, do that in that particular way. But it was something that I had also learned, right? right? And I didn't really explore or even really peel back the layers to say, mm, no, just because this ain't it done doesn't mean I have to do it. Mm. Oh, yes. That is growth in its own self. Reflection right. <laughs> on the other side of reflection, even though it may be uncomfortable, on the other side is growth. So, <laughs> yes, yes, you know, and 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 that's a, such a great point you bring up because oftentimes with change, there is that discomfort, right? When you're going through it, oh, I'm a, and I'm gonna speak for myself. When I'm going through that change, it's uncomfortable, but I know it's gonna be better when I get to the other side of it. Yes, I'm always looking forward to the other side. One of my um drag songs that i do is somewhere over the rainbow so i think of the rainbow as some change or some type of discomfort whatever it is i'm gonna go over that rainbow okay and i'm gonna get to the other side even in life's adversity so no matter what the chapter and i've always thought like you know what you can make it to the other side because there's always something to look forward to even though i may not feel it in that moment I know that there's going to be something that I can look forward to, whether it's a lesson or if it's some type of reward or whatever it is. I always like getting to the other side. I know, right? Isn't it? I mean, you know, if I had my way, which I know it's not possible, I'd speed it up. Okay, I always want to speed it up. (laughs) Microwave it. (laughs) (laughs) I be wanting to microwave it. Like, hurry this thing up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what else is going on? Is there anything else coming up that you may have? Gosh, you know what? I, you know, I'm sure there there, there are going to be other things that are coming up because right now, you know, I feel like this time right now, again, as I've, and I've said this many times, is a gift. And I'm just open, you know, I'm open to what comes. I'm the other uh, working on things that are just and important to me and so again it's just been really exciting to work on some of these things that you know in the past I might not have had time or made time to do again like you know doing Firefly Way or or you know conversation and community or even the Black, Black Talk Uncensored 
So I'm mm-hmm. I'm really excited about those things. And again, I just want folks to, you know, check me out whether it's or Instagram or checking out my website page because they're gonna be more and more things uh that that I'm gonna be doing in collaboration with some other folks. Yes. Now tell them again. All of, you got about three, four places where you can send <laughs> folks. <laughs> yeah, so well, so again, the consulting firm is O2 Strategic Partners. And then I do pu- the public speaking and writing and facilitation uh, under OMD. And then there's Firefly Way, where I'm doing training around healthy work environments. And then there's, uh, I know I'm reading off this list, right? And then there's Conversation and Community, and then Black Talk Uncensored. So, yeah, that's a lot of heads, but that just shows I have a lot of, I've always had a lot of interest. And so I'm getting to be able to really to, dive deeper in all of those interests so i'm excited i absolutely love it to just see that you can wear so many hats and at the same time enjoy it because a lot of times we're kind of obligated to some of the hats that we wear but being able to talk about this spectrum that you have is absolutely wonderful so i really do hope my listeners definitely tune in to what's going on and some of the events that are coming up, please, you can easily rewind it, y'all. Just go back and rewind, because we'll, <laughs> I'll list them out, but just rewind it a little bit. A little skirt, and go right back to it. <laughs> I love it. So, Alia, we're coming to the close of the show. Do you have any, not final words, because I'm definitely going to have you back on, but <laughs> do you have any parting words for this week's episode? I would just say, again, just taking time, again, making the time to step back from things and just be able to reflect. I know that's hard. We're all busy. We're all grinding. We're all hustling. Just take the time to step back. Perhaps, you know, there's the opportunity that you've never looked at, that there is a door opening and that, you know, opening up that you never thought about walking through. And maybe just saying to yourself, maybe this is the universe telling me something. Maybe I need to take this risk. Mm-hmm. What so, I heard, yeah. Take the step. I that is a word for the week. Take <laughs> the step. I'm gonna use that in a um, sermon. <laughs> you yeah. better believe it. So, Ali, I super, super, super de duper. Appreciate you for coming on. This has been an awesome conversation. I know plenty of people will have great nuggets. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be on the Southern Jam. So much for having me. Yeah, so everybody, please make sure you check out all of the places you can visit. You can visit O2 Strategic Partners, OMD, Firefly Way, as well as Black Talk Uncensored, and Conversations and Community. So that's it for this week's episode of The Southern Gent. Don't forget you can hit me up on all platforms and check out my latest TikToks. They are going viral over there on TikTok. So please check it out and follow me on YouTube. I always say this, Ed Wiley 6 I'm trying to change that name. I need y'all to follow, 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 follow. Subscribe, 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 okay? But until next week, ciao. Say ciao, Leanne. Ciao, bye-bye.